episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. Our guest in this episode is Justin Driscoll, who recently received confirmation from the New York Power Authority's board to serve as president and CEO of the authority after having served in an interim role as president and CEO of NIPA. Justin, thanks for joining us. I'm delighted to be here. Terrific. So, Justin, um, to get our conversation started, uh, I thought the obvious first question for you would be, um, what are your priorities in terms of, you know, you've, you've already served as interim president and CEO of NIPA. Um, so, so what have your been, priorities been in that position? And now that you received NIPA board confirmation, will those priorities change at all? And what are, what are your current areas at the top of your list? Well, thanks for the question. Um, you know, I, I've been in, I had been in the interim role for uh, almost a year now. Um, before being designated as permanent, uh, you know, CEO, and um, you know, one of the one of the key focuses, obviously, here at NIPA, given the um, given our mission, has been to uh, make sure that we're doing everything we can to advance the state's clean energy goals. So that's been that's been our mantra since the uh, CLCPA or Climate Act, as we call it, was passed, and so that continues to be the sort of the you know the north star for us. Um, you know, I, I had previously served as general counsel for eight years, so I'm very, you know, very familiar with, um, with the organization and with, with the unique mission of NIPA in New York state. So just continuing to, um, focus on the advancement of the state's goals and our, our sort of foundational, you know, approach to achieving the state's goals is our vision 2030 strategy, which our board approved recently and which is now in its second year of uh of uh, uh rollout and uh, so that that strategy really sort of informs and helps us put our nipa stamp if you will on uh, our our contribution to the state achieving its its climate goals so that goes across the whole i would say nipa portfolio uh generation and transmission and customer uh, work that we do, uh, as you know, we we have a unique customer base serving primarily governmental customers. So one of our major focuses is on uh, is is on uh, assisting our governmental customers in their decarbonization journey, being their energy advisor, coming to them with with uh, uh, new solutions to their problems, um, helping them uh, helping them on their path towards decarbonization. So that's a that's a really key focus of ours. And then sort of of course on the generation and transmission side, as you know, we we own and operate large hydropower. So we have to make sure that, that those hydropower assets are not only in a state of good repair, but also are, you know, are pro- are being properly recognized in the market for their contribution to the energy system. So a major focus is on what we call preserving and enhancing the value of our hydropower. And on the transmission side, we're looking to expand our transmission footprint. Um, as you know, across the entire country, there's going to be a, a, a major focus on transmission and a build out of the transmission system in order to accommodate all the wind and solar and other renewable generation that'll be coming on the system. And we're no different here in New York. We have we have the capacity in our upstate area, the northern part of the state, to um, produce a lot of wind and solar power. And the big challenge in our state 
is getting that generation to the load centers, which are primarily downstate without the ability to site utility scale wind and solar. So the build out of the transmission system in order to move that renewable power, we see as a major uh, focus of, of NIPA. Right. That's actually a great segue to the next question I had for you with respect to transmission. I just wanted to drill down in terms of a specific project. Yeah, as you know, uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul recently announced that NIPA's Smart Path Transmission Project uh, in the North Country is two-thirds complete. Uh, that's a pretty significant milestone. So could you talk about this project and the benefits that will flow from it? Um, and I had some uh, additional follow-up questions after that. Yes, sure. Well, so Smart Path um, is uh, the rebuild of our existing transmission system, which basically runs north-south from roughly from our St. Lawrence FDR hydroelectric uh, power project that we share with Canada uh, and, and runs north-south from there. And it had been um, falling in, I wouldn't say disrepair, but wood, uh, it was a wood pole transmission line. And we upgraded those poles to, you know, modern, uh, modern steel pole structure. Uh, and so that, it, that project is, as you said, um, now two thirds complete. You know, the, the rationale or the driving force behind it was, as I touched upon earlier, um, being able to move that wind and solar power, uh, a lot prop, more wind and solar up that way, but uh, move that power um, in a southward direction uh, and also serving the local communities as well, but moving it. Um, to where the load centers are. So we're really excited about SmartPath. We also have another project, SmartPath Connect, which is an, a further enhancement. And that project uh, just today received an approval from the Public Service Commission that we're excited about. And that will that will further in, enhance the, the build out of the transmission network in, in the North Country to accommodate the significant um, you know, build out and presence of um, renewable generation in that part of the state. Yeah, I mean, so just stepping back a little bit. So, I mean, is your overall priority for NIPA to be the leading transmission developer, owner, and operator for New York State? Well, I, I would say we want to expand our footprint. Our Vision 2030 strategy calls for us to expand our transmission rate base by two to three times its current um, footprint. We currently own and operate 1,400 miles of transmission infrastructure, which constitutes about a third of the grid. So the that other the remaining two thirds of the grid, of course, is owned and operated by other transmission owners like Con Edison and National Grid, and and they're 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 what we would call the incumbent transmission owners in those areas. So. We look, we look to build out, we look to be a major player in the build out of additional transmission, whether to what percent that, that will make NIPA an owner of the overall system, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to say or comment on, but we, we are looking to increase our, uh, our portion of the overall transmission, high voltage transmission grid. Okay, great. Um, now you've touched upon the Vision 2030 plan um, already. So is there anything in addition that you'd like to highlight with respect to some of its key elements that you haven't already talked about? Well, one, one key element um, is uh, our, I talked about our customers' decarbonization efforts, but we are also decarbonizing here at NIPA. We have, as you probably know, 
uh, a, um, a, among our 16 power plants. We have a 500 megawatt plant in New York City that we call the Zeltman Power Plant. And then we have 11 uh, peaking units throughout the city and uh, two gas plants on Long Island. And so under the Climate Act that I uh, earlier referred to, um, that calls for there to be no uh, gas uh, generation by 2040. Our, our Vision 2030 strategy calls for us to accelerate that by five years and to decarbonize our footprint here at NIPA by 2035. And we're actually exploring ways that we can accelerate that and to close some, if not all, of those plants sooner. Of course, a key part of that is the reliability needs of the system and also the technological advancement and the new, new sources of generation that are uh, coming online, such as offshore wind and, and the high-voltage uh, DC cables that um, have been approved by, um, by the Public Service Commission. So um, another pillar of our Vision 2030 strategy is the decarbonization of our own portfolio of generation. Okay, great. Um, and so just looking forward, um, what, are, what are your long-term goals as president and CEO of NIPA? And what, what do you see your contribution areas of focus and ultimately your legacy will be? Well, we're, we're building on already a, a, an unbelievable legacy here at, at, at the Power Authority, having built these huge um, hydroelectric facilities that provide 25% of the electric, electric, uh, electricity supply in New York State on any given day, and and uh, so um, we've got a good. I have a good foundation to build off of. I would say that as I look at NIPA uh, and I look at the future of the energy industry, I think as and I'm not the first to say it, it we're 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 moving toward a more decentralized energy delivery system, and so that means that there'll be there are going to be a lot more customer cited uh, energy resources and. We're in a unique position here at NIPA in that we have these very large governmental customers that are also fully committed to their decarbonization and are looking for creative ways to decarbonize. So as I look at it, I see us as sort of the trusted energy advisor for our governmental customers and assisting them on their decarbonization journey, whether that's as an energy advisor or a project manager or doing the procurement for the construction of on-site solar and storage um, that we're already doing a lot of, but I I see that as a as a a very uh, a very large part of our focus going forward. And then I would just say that we want to be continue to be known as a first mover and an innovator. And so we want to be part of all the R and D that's going on, whether it's with the national labs or some of our governmental customers or universities uh, around the state. We want to be we want to be part of that innovation. So I think that's that would be. Of course, we're going to we're going to continue to um, keep the lights on and be uh, be the provider of a significant portion of the the uh, energy supply here in New York State and own and operate an expanding grid. But if I if I had to think of a sort of a, 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 um, a major focus going forward, it would be on assisting that, um, assisting our customers in, in their decarbonization journey uh, uh, in, in, in light of the move toward a, a more decentralized grid. So you touched upon storage and, and without 
trying, you know, pinning you down as with respect to specific projects. Um, love to get your thoughts in terms of where do you see, uh, how do you see the role of storage going forward? I mean, I think in some quarters it's been referred to as kind of the holy grail in terms of uh, technologies in the energy landscape. I mean, how how big of a game changer could this be for NIPA in the years ahead? I think it, I think it could be huge. Um, you know, as you just building off of the discussion we just had on customers, obviously the, you know, the, the more, the more that you can have storage as a, um, as a resiliency tool on these customer sited installations, you know, the, 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 the less dependent on the less dependent these, um, these decentralized uh, customer sited projects will be on the on the grid right so that's a that's, there's going to be a huge resiliency benefit which is obviously resiliency has become a major focus of the energy industry i also think of storage as a tool in the in the decarbonization efforts of some of our gas plants and we actually have an rfp out right now for solutions for uh, storage solutions for those peaker plant facilities that I referred to, to start the transition um, away from the uh, fossil generation at those sites. So, you know, the more the more storage we can get in order to facilitate that, the more technological breakthroughs and innovations that occur on making storage more longer in dura- longer in duration um, than the sort of current four to eight hour. Um, time frame that that is most prevalent in the industry, I think, will be huge for us and for for the industry. And then going back to the uh, the, the wind and solar that we see um, in some of the more remote areas of the state, and our efforts to move that power uh, to uh, the load centers, I think there's a there's a storage benefit to having uh, storage in those sites uh, near our bulk transmission system so that um, so that wind in the north country of New York could be potentially stored on a battery and then uh, discharged onto the transmission system in times when it's needed and when there's less curtailment. Because one of the problems we were, have been facing is that there, there is a lot of renewable generation and until the in some of these areas and until the transmission upgrades take place some in some areas it's uh, we're having a hard time getting the power out of those remote areas or it's being curtailed as they call it and so battery technology is alongside transmission could be a solution to some of that curtailment in fact in the north country currently we have a 20 megawatt uh, uh, battery demonstration project to to accomplish just that to test test weather and, and how it would work both from a uh, technology and engineering standpoint, but also from a market standpoint of uh, storing some of that, um, I, would, I guess I would say excess wind uh, when you can't get it out of these areas due to transmission curtailment, storing it and then releasing it on a transmission system when the power flows are more favorable. Great. Well, Justin, thanks so much for taking the time out of your day to speak with us. Uh, Obviously, we covered a lot of ground today and, and love to have you back uh, perhaps sometime next year to, to revisit some of these topics and, and other items that you'd like to discuss um, as you've settled into your, your new role there. 
Well, thank you very much. It was it was a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, sure thing. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now. Public Power Now comes to you from the American Public Power Association and is produced by David Blaylock. I'm Paul Champoli, and we'll be back next week with more from the world of public power. <laughs>